Welcome to Lunch with Shelly, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders at lunch. Here's Shelly. I am so excited to be hosting our guest today. For me, her dining with us falls under two very important buckets. The first is that I'm having lunch today with a new friend, actually. Jamie is someone that I met through my Pilates class a few years ago, someone who I always thought seemed cool and interesting, and someone that I thought I'd like to get to know better, and now here she is. The second bucket that today's lunch falls under is a there-are-no-coincidences bucket. While Jamie and I run into each other every once in a while, it's usually for a brief moment or two since either or both of us are on a dog walk. But the last time we ran into each other, which was literally just a few weeks ago, we took a moment and chatted for a bit, and I had a chance to tell her about the podcast launch, among other things. She listened to it early on and sent me a really lovely and encouraging email about the show. I knew then and there that not only did I want to have Jamie on our show, but I wanted to have her on soon, too, because, again, I was psyched to get to know her better, and I really believe, as I vocally promote, that getting to know someone new over lunch is an excellent and exciting way to do lunch, and running into her was likely no coincidence. Jamie has an amazing travel blog called I Am Lost and Found Travel, so we have lots to discuss and discover today. Welcome, Jamie. Claude and I are super excited that you're here, and I'm hungry, so let's have lunch. <laughs> Hi, Shelly. Hi, Claude. I am very happy to be here. Thank you. It's, I mean, it's really cool. Like, she and I had Pilates beds next to each other, and we would just chit-chat all the time, and she did look like... A very happening person. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you, you thought so. Uh, I always remember you because I remember your voice. Right. You have such an engaging voice. Thank you for saying that. My which is something saying- I remember from Pilates, which is what right. I was going to... I mean, like, I could always hear Shelly in the room. <laughs> well, you're usually I mean, complaining about the teacher, right, right. <laughs> what they were doing to right, you. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, my voice is... I'm proud of it, but it's also, like, it's notable, and I never know, like, is it a good thing or oh, bad thing? Good. I know it's loud. It's good, which is why I think podcast is great for you. Um, and I do think that we may have met almost 10 years ago. I can't believe that. I really don't think I've been doing Pilates that long, but you might be right. I mean, I stopped. as you Well, you stopped prior to me stopping, but COVID... Like, it just sort of grossed me out, and then I missed it so much. And what I love about it, among other things, is that it's really good for my back. And I could feel that my back was tightened or tense or whatever. So I went back. I went back somewhat early days and was wearing a mask. Wow. It was a total drag. It's hard drag. to do Pilates with a mask. I know. <laughs> well, it was for really you for freaky. still keeping it up. Yeah. But I got the mirror during COVID. I know. So. And and that's what, you know, I was telling Claude, because you once kindly invited me over to your house to do the mirror, and I was like, a new friend? I don't know. <laughs> I was, like, really nervous, and then for whatever reason, it didn't work out. I do I, miss being in the studio. I do Pilates at fun. home now. But I'm, I really liked... The, having everybody around. Yeah. I liked the teachers I liked. And right. I think we liked the same teachers, exactly. which is why we ended up in class together. Exactly. Well, and also we were in the two threes. Oh, I know. Oh, I so even what's, forgot wait, wait, wait. That. So what's the two threes? So what's, <laughs> it's, it's the toughest one that they offer. I mean, you can really do anything at your own pace, mm-hmm. but the two three is sort of the most intense. Mm. So, And they don't offer it as often anymore. That's right. And there are a bunch of teachers that left, and then there are some, obviously, that are still there, some that have gotten better. I'm glad but, the studio is still there, though, yeah. because I was sure that COVID could, could shut that down. I know. 
At one point, I was thinking, I wonder if I should be a franchisee. Or maybe like you should I be an instructor. Really, I, well, I was thinking that too, but I think I would be a horrible instructor. No, you should, be, you should try With it. a really it's good playlist. Yeah, right. <laughs> the other thing, though, is that not a lot of people laugh, and Jamie and I would sort of look at each other and giggle, because they push you. And sometimes I'd be like, really? Another set? Like, come on. And sometimes I actually fell over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started using a pole because I decided at my age that it was either vertigo or a hang over or both. But like sometimes you have to stand on the bed and people are doing whatever they're doing and I'm like, you know, there's what? no shame in the pole. I'm using the pole. <laughs> I think the they even said that. You up. Right. They always say no that. No shame but, in the pole. But there's only like me and one other person you using the pole. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to keep whatever. your back intact. You're exactly. not going to break a hip. I used to see you whenever I was driving. I would see you walking oh, yeah. up um, Arizona with your dogs. Don't you have two dogs Lopra. now? Or now I have two. Yeah, you have two, two labs. Well, so um, and you have a black lab. I know you black have two labs. black labs, right? And I remember when you got your first black lab because we even ran into each other prior to you getting your black lab with mine. My black lab, Cassidy, is sort of unblack lab ish. Like she's. Intense. <laughs> like her greeting is not like hello. Her greeting is like who the hell are you? <laughs> so it was a little difficult, but now I have this cream English golden Jerry. And so he's a golden, but he's white as snow and he's super friendly. Do they get along? They do. I mean, Jerry lives in fear of Cass. Like she's definitely <laughs> she's definitely the alpha. Who's Jerry named after? Jerry Garcia. Okay. I was thinking Jerry Springer. But. Oh god, that's hilarious. And Cassidy is also named all of my dogs were Grateful Dead. Uh, Lolly was named after it's very esoteric. It's a lady lullaby. Which is a phrase from Crazy Fingers. Okay, no, don't yeah. know any of those phrases. <laughs> what music do you listen to? Oh my goodness. Well, to, this is really interesting you say that. When I get in the car now by myself, I am happiest with no music on because I feel like my life is so wow. filled with sound yeah. that I get into the car now when I'm by myself and I don't want to hear anything, which That's really so makes interesting. me... Yeah, it also is like the sign of an old person because I think that when I was younger, I would just get into the car and blast music right, all the right, time. Right, right, right. But I really like all kinds of music, but my heart is really like into alternative rock and alternative... Like I go back to my grunge days, my Pearl like, Jam, what? Nirvana. I, love Pearl, yeah. I mean, that's really dating me, of course, which is fine because those are really respectable uh, bands. But um, you too, uh, I, you know, I listen to everything, but I now know most of my music through my kids right. because they're the ones getting in the car, plugging in their car play and just playing, you know, Drake and Post Malone. So I know a little bit about current music, but my heart's really sort of like back in the 90s. How are your dogs? My dogs are so cute. I love my dogs. Um, yeah, they're great. One's eight, one's four. They kind of like each right, other. Right, because mine is nine and yours is Well, eight. my older one really just barely tolerates the younger one. The younger one loves the older one. I think that's pretty normal. Not unlike my kids' uh, uh, relationship. I love having dogs. And my yeah. husband's away a lot. Um, so, uh, What does he do? Like, I well, know that by, he worked for the fire department or something. He does, actually. He, he's, he's a, he became, that works for them. He's uh, a volunteer. Volunteers. He's a volunteer EMT and firefighter in Bethesda. But his, so amazing. Bethesda, but his job that he does for a living, he does executive search. So oh. that's what he's been doing for the past 20 years. But he's sort of exiting off of executive search. 
and moving on to full-time volunteering. So now he's starting his paramedic course, oh, wow. which is going to take up, like, I am literally going to be able to be free. I could be your guest for, like, the next, you know, <laughs> two years. I've got that so would much be free amazing. time on my... Anytime you have a whole well, you know what I want to do? I want to travel with you. So she does a super cool story, by the way, of someone that you didn't know very well, and I was thinking, oh, maybe that's me and Jamie in six months. But you went to, not Uganda. Where oh, did Uganda. You, Uganda. Mm-hmm. So someone that you didn't know very well, like over a couple of lunches and a couple of happy hours, so right? So this is our course. We're absolutely going to be in touch. But then, what if Jamie calls me or vice versa and is like, go would you like to go see silver-backed gorillas and, or something? And I'm going to say yes. I super hope that I could do it. Like, not that you invited me. I will keep me, that but, in mind. No, I yeah. would love to. Believe me, it's hard to find people who can like just drop go. everything right. and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly that person, but I might be in a little while. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can see if you're right. that kind of a person. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like to have regrets, especially when it comes to experiences, and which is how we ended up in Tokyo, because we were living in New York at the time, and my husband was working for the company he's still working for, and they had said, you know, what do you think about working in Asia? And my husband comes home and says... Do you think that you know you'd want to move to a- Tokyo? And I'm like, yeah, no, For, oh, no, really? no. I'm like, are you kidding? Like that's Asia. I'm like, like 14 hours by flight. But then, uh, and he knew this was going to happen because he knows my personality. I just kind of thought about it for a few days. And I said, I will regret this for the rest of my life if I don't jump on it. My kids were, my son wasn't even born yet. My daughter was one. Um, so we moved within a year, like not long after my son was born. And it, I mean, it was just, I would have regretted it. Yeah, yeah, I would have regretted it. It was such a great experience. Met people from all over the world. Yeah. Cultivated our love and nurtured our love of travel, um, which we did extensively through the four years we lived there. And now, I think because of that is why my daughter's ended up now in Cape Town as of last week, because she just was exposed to a lot and... I think travel has so many great benefits. She's a citizen of the world. She is to now. That's exactly right. Uh, 18 and alone in Cape Town. You brought up the word regret, and it's such a heavy word. Like, why do you uh, worry about it so much? Oh, well, you have to ask my therapist. I'm um, <laughs> I saw Jamie ages ago, and I was like, how's COVID doing for you? And she's like, well, therapy and wine or something so <laughs> candid and normal. And I, it just was a great answer. It's very true. I mean, I do think that I'm the kind of person who ha- will have regrets if I don't take advantage of something. And I don't know exactly where that comes from. But even just when we were in Corsica a few weeks ago, we were canyoning um, through this gorge with this group of people, and there was this one point where you had this option to jump off a 30-foot cliff into the water, or you could rappel down. And out of the group of 12, like maybe me and three other people had decided to rappel down. Right. My daughter, girls flew, and guys, yeah, old people my age, right. most of like. The, so my daughter was already, my son and my husband had already jumped, <laughs> and it's terrifying. 30 feet. Oh, yeah. it, no, right. it was and 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 it was on a. Sl- he said, you have to project yourself outward. Right. I, they yeah, always no. say that. It makes me crazy. Well, that, he didn't say that. I'm like, you know what? Well, if I don't project myself outwards, I'm going to mm-hmm. have a head injury. Right. So uh, I'm about to repel, and all the other people who are going to repel, repel first. And I spot my husband down there, and he's looking at me, and I look at him, and I'm like, and I just jumped. I just did it uh, without thinking. 
And I think that ties back into my regret. I knew if I repelled down, no one was going right. to think less of me. Right. But I was going to be like, and you're Why not going to go all I the way it? up and be like, I'll do it again. Oh no, that right, 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 right. So there's a part of me that can be spontaneous. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I am not spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But the one percent time that I am, I'm very spontaneous. Reading your blog, I would totally have guessed something else. I guess I always just have that kind of that foresight, hindsight, like right in the moment where I know I'm going to feel when I don't do it. And I know I'm not going to die if I jump, or at least I'm pretty sure I'm not going to. And uh, I do like surprising myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was just one of those times. I surprised myself, and I'm glad I did it. Um, I would not do it again. I've done that. (laughs) You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. What's your soup today? Cold mushroom soup. Oh. And it's garnished with more mushroom on top. I'm going to have that, please, and yes. the salmon tartare. Yes. And so you're getting anything? two courses? Well, okay. all right. I will... appetizers, so it's not a big portion. Oh, then may I please have, I would like the entree portion of the heirloom beet salad, please. Thank you. And mine can come at the same time. I just was thinking. No, that's that, okay with no, me. No, 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 <laughs> I was just thinking that the salmon might be too little. I mean, I was super hungry, and now I'm just super excited. <laughs> a Caesar salad for me uh, uh, with uh, good add salmon. Okay, and you want the Caesar appetizer size or the yeah appetizer? Size. Okay. No, get the real one. You think so? The Caesar salad, as I've mentioned before, is very crisp. Like everything, I think here is so good. First of all, everything here is good. I everything. know, but the Caesar salad, like, it's really weird. I said this in a previous podcast. My favorite, I mean, I know the menu by heart. Me too. Flem- Flemish <laughs> stew, I get the um, Dover sole for dinner. I debone it myself because I'm good at that. Right. And, they are, wow. and it's like my one little party trick I can do here. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I do. I love it here. So, we're lying around reading the Sunday paper, and Evola was uh, showcased by Tom Seitzma. So, this was easily 10 years ago. Oh, more. And, and he's been around a while, right? Et voila. Mm-hmm. I don't think more than 11 years. 11 years because Nelson and I have been married nine, so together 11. So I think the restaurant just opened or it was new to me. And I remember, thank you, I remember reading about it and I'm like, Nell, let's go there tonight. And we came here on like a wintry night and we had the most amazing <laughs> meal. And so we've been coming here ever since. We come here every Valentine's Day. We came here the night after our wedding. Like, we had a small wedding in Wilkesbury. I have to say, I can't think of a better place to come to. This is like home to me. I know, me too. Um, In fact, it's interesting you say that. So, um, we used to live in, um, we lived in Japan for four years. Right. And we moved from Japan to D.C. to our house that we had seen. The one that you're in now? The one that we're in now that I'd seen once online. We flew over, bought it, flew back to Tokyo, and then uh, we moved here, and I drove from, I guess, New Jersey by myself um, to move into the house. With and, kids? Well, we were moving. The, my kids and husband were coming a few days later. But you later. had kids at the time. Yes, had okay. kids at the time. They were four and six. So I pu- I'd never even driven around D.C. by myself. I didn't Are you know kidding? It was the first time you first moved time, to D.C.? Yeah. Just, and then so I'm almost here. I'm looking at the Navi, and I'm like, I'm absolutely ravenous. Um, and I don't want to go to my house. It's empty because there's nothing there. Oh, my God. So I pull over story. right here. That's I have amazing. My very first meal in D.C. is at the bar here. You're listening to Lunch 
with Shelley. You were talking about what defines luxury. And so I really want to talk to you more about that. I think as far as luxury is concerned, like luxury is anywhere. It doesn't have to be, to your point, a starred Michelin restaurant. It's just great service, great food. In the best case scenario, you're wearing jeans. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, know. you're sitting like, outside, I think. And like, I think that's luxury, luxury is personal. Like your right. luxuries are, and, and Claude's luxuries are different than mine. And or they're always being redefined. Like, sometimes luxury is this, but sometimes luxury right. is finding that place that is like this barefoot beach bar that has the right. best lobster you've ever had. Right. In fact, I don't know why that popped into my head, but we were in the Caribbean once, and we went to this atoll of, like, where there's nothing except pop-up lobster. And you bring your own I'd plates. I'd be so happy. You bring your own plates, you bring your own silverware, and you go up to one of 13 different pop-up lobster local chefs, local cooks. You choose your lobster and you eat it there and under on picnic tables with plastic ripped um, tablecloths and you are barefoot and it is just the most incredible experience and I would call that one of my most luxurious lunches. Kind of like with my travel website, my which is all about inspiring travel and it's not it's really all just about doing something I've always wanted to do. Right. Uh, rather than doing something I'm ever gonna get rich at or make actually any money doing for that matter. Just it's so enriching to do something yeah. I'm really enjoying. Well yes, thank you so much. Well I'm dying to ask you though, so like do you tell a hotel that you have you don't? I so would. Yeah. No. Maybe one day when you I You should no, I don't um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Does that why, sound though. terribly mercenary? I Not, mean, because I've been just dying to think. Like, do they put you up? Are they super nice to you? Well, one of my goals of my website is that one day I will get um, hotels asking me to come stay and write yeah. about it. That is a goal. But for now, what's kind of nice is that when I do travel, and we do tend to travel, at least we had been like very much in the luxury adventure sphere. Um, where the cost of the rooms were expensive anyway, and you should be getting great service no matter no matter what. Exactly. I didn't really want to tip off anyone that I was going because I didn't want it to be. I didn't want to be treated inauthentically. Right. So I wanted to be able to write from an authentic space. And the other thing that's a little bit different about the way I write, um, if you follow any other travel bloggers, is that I don't really tell people where they should go. Like I wouldn't say, Claude, when you go to this island. Um, Corsica, you, you have to stay at this hotel, eat at this restaurant. Right. Shelly, you have to go to this beach. Right. I write about it from the point of view is, we went to this beach. We liked it because of this. We went to, oh, thank oh, you. We went to this restaurant, and I loved it because I had this. Because that way, if you were reading it, you think, well, I really like that, too. Right. That's my but style. But you're not pressured. I don't right. want to, also, I don't want to be responsible. Like, right. you have a bad time, <laughs> right, and I right. feel crappy about it. But I don't want that. I'd prefer to inspire people to go just based on what I've done and what mm-hmm. I've seen. And I'm not getting any kickbacks. So it's not like I have any... Right. My husband would say I have no skin in the game on Right, right. Uh, so that's the way I like to write. Personal, uh, first-person experiences. And it's... Um, just inspire. I love how you um, reference your husband. I reference my husband all the time, too. He has really great phrases, <laughs> and it's just because I love him. I mean, I don't know if they're actually great phrases, no. but <laughs> <laughs> he's always like, live to tell, or, you know, something like that. Oh, there's so many good ones. I know. Low-hanging fruit. Oh, I love low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I use that all the time. But actually, two things also that your husband, well, this your husband referenced, and then there is another thing that was super cool about the podcast that she did but 
um, Jamie has talked about the new planet versus the old planet, and that was so well said. And that she, was Daniel. Daniel, right? That, and right. and she sure. gives credit to her <laughs> husband. But um, anyway, it's just so true. And I think part of what I'm doing, or what we're doing, and I didn't really realize that at the time, but it's also it's new planet because in new planet. Everybody's got to go back out to lunch. Yes. Like, yes. come on. And and I don't care. I mean, I care that it's lunch, but lunch, breakfast, dinner, coffee, whatever. Just get back to being with each other and stop Zoom. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I'm not anti-Zoom. Right, I just, you know, like is. there has to be a happy medium and people need to get together. Yes. In the new planet. Yeah, and that the whole old planet, new planet was really came out of the fact that I kept resisting where we were, right. and Daniel kept saying, "We are. Why are you where resisting? We are. This is where it is." Right. Like he's very, you know, Slow. pragmatic. Yeah. And me, I'm just. Uh, I want the old this. I want the old that. And he said, just pretend that none of that existed. And this is how we have to move on. <laughs> no, but it's so and it, interesting. You know, it, it took all the edge off. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, of course, there's so many things and I even write what we miss, which is things like going out to lunch. Yeah. Uh, but we all may do when we were sitting outside at Avala in 18 degree weather. Oh, my God. Me too. I can't believe we that still we still did, did it. We were freezing. And you know, it was actually, there are silver linings in everything. I, I really enjoyed that whole conversation. And the silver lining to sitting outside in freezing weather was that <laughs> it didn't matter what in the world you were wearing because the only thing anybody <laughs> saw was your coat. <laughs> there was something very nice about oh that. Oh, my I God. Totally like, agree. It didn't matter at all. I'd, be happy, like, I'd wear two T-shirts and a sweater and then a big coat and... What am I going to do? Take it off? You yeah. know, like, you're absolutely right. And it also brought, like, maybe put on earrings. Things about exactly. Really, just the conversation. Thanks for listening to Lunch with Shelly. Share the podcast, rate, and review. 